Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where we are all about empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life. And we are love this mission. It literally is um, through the lifeblood of everything that we're doing in our community and all the stuff that we're up to right now. Right, Andressa? That is right. It's everywhere. Since the time where we wake up to go to bed, that's what we breathe. That's what we breathe. So, you know, one of the really important things is that we try to give, not try, work really hard at giving value in everything we're up to, and especially with these mini-sodes. So you're back with us for another mini-sode. And what our mini-sodes are all about is a quick dose of some you know content that's going to be useful for you. And usually our three pillars, either real estate investing, business operations, or self-care, because all three of those things are critical to building an investing business that you're proud of and that you want to you know pass along to your kids. So that's why we focus on those three pillars with everything that we're up to. And so these minisodes are literally just like a 10 minute, you know, quick little dose of something that you could take into your life and actually use, because the last thing we want to do is to give you content that you can't use and not make yep. actionable. Mm-hmm. So I just, and I bring to the table some key things that are working for us and topics that we're either passionate about or B, we know a lot about because if we've been in, we've been in the business too. So Andressa is on for this week. What are, what are we talking about this week? And what is this week's episode, a minisode all about? So I'm going to talk about four things. There is more than four. Just a disclaimer, right? But I'm going to talk about four things that I recommend you applying so your project is successful. So at the end, you indeed make a profit. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED lights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. So here we go. <laughs> Number one. And this is what we're talking about. Let's let's use an example, right? So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Let's say that you are either flipping a house or you're gonna burn. You're gonna buy and hold the property. Those two scenarios, the single family house, Jordan of people. This is what the we're talking about here and right now. So it's essential that you hire a contractor or subcontractors. There are states that allow you to hire subcontractors directly. So my number one tip is vetting, Mm. vetting process. And I do understand we are now in a very hot market and you're hunting for contractors and you're begging them to work with you. That's when it is, and it was still always been important to build relationships with general contractors at all times, not when you need it, Mm -hmm. right? It's at all times. And you want to have A, B, C, D, E contractors. You want to have a lot of people because you don't know when they're available. Mm -hmm. So the vetting process is important. If you do not vet the contractor, if you're just like, oh, please work on my project, you will pay the Mm -hmm. price. So if you didn't know that, 
before this minisode, now you know. <laughs> now, <laughs> this, is, this is what we got. <clears throat> so the vetting process, meet them at their job site, not yours. That's just, this is my biggest tip. Because at their job site, you will know exactly how they will run your project, right? Don't meet them during lunchtime. Meet them in the middle of the day because you want to see the crew working. And if there's just one or two people there, that's telling you that mm -hmm. his crew is either him and one more person or, <laughs> or her or more one person. But it's not enough, right? Asking a lot of questions. What is your bandwidth? What is your experience? If you are looking to do new construction and you hire somebody that has been doing handyman type of deals in the past, one thing does not work well, right? And you also don't want to hire a general contractor that has been doing um, new construction and multiple projects at the same time to come and repair your rental. So there are different types of general contractors that match with your project. The vetting process is that's when you know all of this, right? So your research online, referrals, meet them in person, and do not ignore your gut. Your gut feeling at the end is telling you something. So add that to the mix. Let's go to number two. Number two is the must-have documents, right? You already, you got you got past the vetting process, great person, want to do business with. There are a couple of documents that are non-negotiable to me. To me is non-negotiable. And I don't care if that's your, your family member. More important, <laughs> if it is your family member, please make sure it's all documented. Mm -hmm. If it is your friend or whatever it is. You must have a contract, needless to say, right? So the contract here is not even on my must-have documents because the contract is a given. You must have a contract in your contract, not the general contractor's contract, okay? So what are those documents that I'm talking to you about? A scope of work. You want to have a scope of work very clear, very, very clear. The details there are important. Finishes list. So there's no discrepancy that you're not referring to this, you know, type of hardware or this type of appliances. It's very clear what type of finishes you are looking for. Scheduling. If you don't have a schedule, you don't know if your project is on time or if you are behind. And if you have multiple projects at the same time, listen, after you gave birth, I lost half of my memory. So I cannot rely on my memory to remind myself, when did I start that project, right? I can't, can't. So the scheduling, it's, some, it's a guideline. It's a guideline to you. It's a guideline to your general contractor. And the, the last thing that I will say here, there are other documents, but those are the ones that I really like emphasize, right? The, the bare minimum is your payment plan. It's your payment plan. This is how you're going to be always in front and on top of the money. What do I mean by that? Your general contractor should be only paid for, for things that were executed. Mm. You don't want the general contractor to be ahead. How do you know if he or she is ahead of the money? Answer this question. If you were to fire your general contractor today, are you able to hire somebody else? with the money that is left on the project? If the answer is yes, 
you're good to go. You are ahead of the money. But if the answer is no, if you say, I'm screwed, well, your GC is ahead of the money. And then you are in a very difficult situation here. The payment, the payment plan with a very clear description of what it is, when it is that the person will be paid, we will avoid this situation. Guess how I know, right? Because I didn't do that, right? <laughs> Number three, it's about the management. You can do all of what I said before, but if you don't manage your project properly, it's just going to take longer. And I'm telling you, if you, are, you don't know what you don't know, right? So you need to either hire somebody or partner up with somebody that has that skill set that will allow you to make a progress, a profit at the end and not hurt you. What I did at the beginning when I didn't have that skill set, but I wanted to, to have it, I partner up with people and I, I, I literally either work for free in a couple of projects or make very little profit. I didn't care because I was learning a ton, a ton. So I was like a sponge, right? I couldn't leave that, but I could definitely observe and, 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 and gain knowledge. What I brought to the table, the deal, I brought the finance to the deal. I brought other things to the deal. So keep that in mind. You or somebody on the team needs to manage the project. Do not expect your general contractor to manage the project for you. It's, you, you are the owner. You take responsibility for it. The last thing that I have here, learn your lessons and document them. So your project does not end when you sell or when you refine. No, there's one more step. There is like this debriefing moment where you sit down and you look back and you can look at how was the lending portion? How was the project itself you with your general contractor? And if you have a private lender in your deal, survey the person, say, how was it for you? What did you like it? What you didn't like it, especially what they didn't like it, right? What would they recommend it? And please ask them to be very honest because you are looking for feedback. You are looking for improve. If you forgot something on your scope of work, improve your master file, improve your processes. Because if you don't, if you fail in managing, look at your processes. What can you automate? What softwares you can do it? Highly recommend Click up, highly recommend Airtable for managing projects. And I can go on and on over here, but learn your lessons. Otherwise, they're going to come back <laughs> and you're going to keep seeing the same thing. And if you're asking yourself, why is this happening to me again? Because you're not getting the lesson. That's why the universe is helping you by bringing that back. So learn the lesson. Make sure you all, all experiences are lessons. There's no failure. There's no bad or good. It's all lesson. This is up to you to learn it. So learn it quick. Don't, don't delay the learning. I love it. And I love that you're talking about this because Andressa, I've never seen anyone manage a project as efficiently as you uh, from, from, a, from a budgeting perspective, from a timeline perspective. I mean, this woman knows what she's, she's talking about. I learned here. my lessons. Right. I you did, but never, I also, it was never, you know, 
flowers. I also think though, your, your personality, right? Your natural strengths is very, mm-hmm. very, um, it's just what's needed quite honestly when, when you're running a project. And I think that's also part of it, right? Is like looking, mm-hmm. looking at all of ourselves in the mirror going, you know, what, what are my personalities, my strength? What, what, you know, what may not, especially from a project management perspective, because I don't know yeah. if everyone's suited to, to do that. And it's not a right or wrong, that's but okay. it's looking at yourself in the mirror, like you knew, and you're just, you know what to do and you also do it instinctually, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but I love what you said and, and hopefully the women listening, please take something from what she's saying. If you don't have these, all these different important things, the scope of work, the payment plan, um, I, I can tell you personally that she's sharing those because she didn't, you know, you learn by, you learn by like by default of learning from a mistake or, Hey, we yeah. didn't do it this way. So these aren't just like theoretical, like things to have in your project. These are like real <laughs> things that you need or, or, yeah, you know, have them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so take something, make sure you're implementing the right, the right documents, the right systems in your project and do something with what you're learning, ladies. That's what this is all about. Yep. That you do something with it and, and that, that you, you take one step further along your financial freedom journey that we're so fortunate to be on with you. So with that, thank you so much for being on with us for another, another episode. We'll see you soon. And uh, we appreciate you so much. Ciao. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.